Hey, Saxon here, just giving you a little update that this week we're going to do things a little bit differently. This episode that you're about to hear was originally dropped about a month ago, and it was a bonus episode, which was accessible to anyone who subscribed to our free newsletter, which you can as well at money for the number four nothing.substack.com. It's about something that happened a month and a half ago, but we felt like it was pertinent and a good episode and relevant, even though it might not be in the headlines. Uh, we, we will also be dropping another show this week on Thursday. So we're just pushing back when our new episodes usually drop by a few days. But yeah, you'll be hearing a new episode from Sam and I uh, later this week. But until then, enjoy our bonus episode. Welcome to a bonus episode of Money for Nothing. Another bonus episode in that this is the second bonus episode. So it is the first another bonus episode that we've been able to offer you. Yes, and that's true. And the way you get those bonus episodes is by signing up for our newsletter, which you've probably heard about. But if you're a new listener, you can go ahead and sign up at moneyfornothing.substack.com. That's the number four. And you get these bonus episodes early and maybe, like, that's the only way you get them. I don't know. We're still trying to figure it out. Anyways, we're doing a quickie right now on Twitch. And in particular, the moves they've been making around paying royalties, ASCAP, major publishers, and others in the music industry over, like, almost almost a full year now. And a lot of this really accumulated in some headlines that blew up on Twitter when you might have seen that Metallica was about 20 seconds into a live set for BlizzCon, which is a gaming convention uh, that had to go fully online this year because of COVID. And so Metallica was about 20 seconds into For Whom the Bell Tolls. For Whom the Bell Tolls. Time marches on. Twitch, uh, well, it turns out that the bells the bells toll for Metallica. At, and Twitch actually started dubbing what I've read in multiple different articles. I don't know if everybody got together to decide this, but has been described as plickety-plonk music over their set. Uh, the internet went LOL, but there's, there's a whole, a lot, whole lot of backstory to this. There's a whole lot more. There's a whole lot more. So, like, so, so Sam, why don't you, why don't you uh, to, to dive into it, uh, why did Metallica, so, what happened to Metallica, and why did they get uh, trolled by Twitch uh, and Jeff so, Bezos? Okay, so, I mean, I, I don't actually think Metallica got trolled. I mean, they did get trolled, but, like, not, Metallica, like, ended up getting trolled, but... I'm not sure that Twitch, it was inadvertently, it was inadvertently, I would say, in that... It triggered something. It it either triggered something automatically, so... Not emotionally. Step. Let's, ta- <laughs> <laughs> Let's take a big step back and just kind of contextualize what happened here, right? So, Metallica plays a live stream. Right. It's a, yeah. So yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> if you're really out of it, Twitch is a platform mainly for gaming and live streaming. So, Metallica... Metallica's playing a live set, right, on BlizzCon, and that's on the Blizzard homepage, and that's on the Blizzard Twitch stream, and that's also, I guess, republished or featured on, like, the gaming homepage of Twitch, and on two of those three streams, nothing bad happens except that, like, Lars Ulrich is really dragging the tempo on the midsection of that song, and on the third of those Twitch streams... Uh, like you said, about 20 seconds in, <laughs> they cut the audio and replace it with like. <laughs> Yo, 
yeah, like plickety plockety music. It's like yeah. very. It's not even like a. It's not even like a. Oh, there's something wrong. They just like throw a different music on there. And so, yeah. So what happened? So like the internet obviously erupts in like gleeful mockery because famously Metallica, when Napster first happened in the early 2000s, Metallica famously sues their own fans, tries to shut down musical Mm -hmm. trading, and no one's really forgiven them for that. I mean, they survived it, but their reputation, I would say, like, took a hit that never really recovered. Suing your own fans turns out it's a bad look when you have an art collection. A serious art collection. Yeah, well, I... And then, and then a series of albums, including The Raven, which was a collaboration with Lou Reed. Was that Raven? Yeah, called it's called The Raven. Raven. Yeah, which were all terrible. Oh, or so, is that anyways. called Lulu? No, it's called Lulu. The Raven's a oh, different yeah. weird late period Lou Reed album. And then they did like a weird one where like, anyways, yeah, okay, anyways. And now James Hetfield looks like a Trump fan. Not that he is, he just looks like one. Anyways, okay, so moving on though. So what happened? Why Why did Twitch like tr- 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 Basically, everyone was like online was like, <laughs> like, uh, there's like a, a takedown order because Metallica isn't allowed to play its own songs online. Like, isn't that funny that this happened to Metallica? The irony, the irony of it all. Now, this is like 100% not what happened. Like 100% not what happened because... And that's why we're having this That's why we're having this conversation. Because first off, Metallica wasn't playing their... Uh, wasn't DJing the recording of For Whom the Bell Tolls, which would potentially allow the record labels to have a takedown. And this was also part of the part of the discourse. Like, how dare the record labels, like, Metallica gets taken down by their own record. Like, lots of people were throwing out a lot of industry terms in really imprecise ways. And the point, though, is that Metallica was not playing a recording of Metallica. Metallica was performing live. Which means that a different set of rights are brought on board. That's usually performance rights. Um, and depending on how the live stream works, and I think that we might talk about this later, but like depending on like where you are metaphysically almost, there's a question of like <laughs> whether that is also sync. Because it's not sync if it's a live performance, but if it's released later then it is sync which is a distinctive different kind of license you need sync is when you combine sound and a moving image to make something else right that's considered like making a new product it's why it's why you could stream a song on spotify and the artist gets a certain amount but if you're streaming law and order and a song is used in law and order that artist got a whole lot more money and they're not getting paid a cent yeah a stream they got paid a lump sum at one point for that song it's a different kind of of license that you need so the real so so the real reason why twitch trolled metallica is that they didn't troll metallica is that essentially some system or algorithm built into Twitch thought that there was a a copyright violation going on. Oh, possibly. My possibly. Possibly. I don't know how they would do that with a live recording because my sense is that right. like live recordings are different enough from I don't know what the tech is like for recognizing ip from covers or live recordings rather than like identifying the sonic signature of a recording my guess is more specifically that 
<laughs> there was a some lawyer somewhere who was like, Metallica clearly has an okay. There was an arrangement made with Blizzard. Sure. So it was fine on the Blizzard stuff. Yeah. BlizzCon. On BlizzCon. Fine on the Blizzard Twitch stream. But then, like, Twitch, someone at Twitch republished it on the main page. And someone else at Twitch was like, whoa, 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 whoa. We do not have the rights for this. Because, and this is the key, and this is really where our exploration of Twitch and the constant uh, chicanery of Mr. Bezos begins. It turns out (laughs) that Twitch maybe doesn't have the clearest track record with a variety of different kinds of performance rights in a variety of different settings, and that this is in fact not a one-off, but one in a long series of Twitch-related, like, uh, IP thefts, basically. Yeah. Bullshit, basically. Yeah, of of (laughs) Twitch-related bullshit. Let's dive into some of those things, because, you know, in, in the coverage of the Metallica uh plickety plock uh dubbing um there was a lot of background about how for about the last nine months or so a lot of twitch users and like big time twitch users were getting like basically the equivalent of what i understand to be like cease and desist when it comes to using other people's music when streaming and then like archiving those streams so so one thing that's funny about this live stream kerfluffle is this is actually not the major problem that twitch has been having right that not the major problem has not been multi-platinum bands performing live (laughs) and then not getting the performance royalty payouts it has been because that I mean that can happen sometimes, yeah. and I, I do think that there is in a the broader YouTube ecosystem, and especially the broader live stream ecosystem, there are some real um, questions about uh, when are you crossing the line between a live stream, which is a performance, and a recording of that live stream to be viewed at a later date, which is now a sync and is a different kind of yeah, license. There's a lot of gray areas. If you that. make copies, yeah. there's a lot of complicated gray areas especially with covers and right so that's been a big question in kind of the the broader general live music during quarantine scope more specifically at twitch though has been that gamers are that gamers are playing music in the background of twitch live streams that these live streams are then recorded either by the gamers or by the gamers' fans. Right. So sometimes it's not even the gamers that have these. But, so it would be, my understanding, right? And again, like, hit us up if we're not getting this exactly right. My understanding is if you're playing a song on a live stream, it's a performance royalty. And Twitch does, in fact, have performance royalties. Um, They're claiming that that is all they need to license all this music. But... Once these streams get recorded, there's a question of like, is this a reproduction, which would be a mechanical. And what you mean by recorded is, is like basically like new... it gets archived. So like I play like I play like you know whatever uh, Call of Duty for like an hour. I'm blasting some music behind and that I like have a video on me. You've, I'm sure you've seen this and like it you know goes on for a couple hours and then I archive it and there's all this music that's been playing in the background that's archived in that video. And then the question is a like is that a mechanical? But more importantly like. Is that a new work, which would be a sync? Right. Which opens up a whole new can of worms in terms of what 
Twitch should be paying. And basically, what Twitch has done is like, no, no, we don't really want to pay you, so we feel like we won't. Whoa, 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 wait a minute. You're telling me that Jeff Bezos doesn't want to pay something? Get the fuck out. Twitch is like, no one has ever faced these difficulties before. Um, right. Oh, here we no go. one. We couldn't possibly pay everyone. So like, maybe let's like like on the down low, like tr- try to like hold out while offering uh, both like s- publishers and uh, labels like some sort of low lump sum. As of right now, they don't have deals with the majors. I don't believe um, that may have changed very recently, but I don't think it has. And they don't have good deals with the publishers. So. All of this is like very legal gray area. And and by legal gray area, I mean like Twitch is in the wrong <laughs> and they're refusing to pay. Well, yeah, I mean the big fuck y'all was that they did something else. Which was actually they went around all this and they created Twitch's soundtrack. So, yeah, so two things happened, right? Twitch has like been in negotiations for a while. And the negotiations are clearly getting increasingly heated. And things aren't being agreed upon. Twitch is making a claim that a legally dubious but like arguable claim that in fact it doesn't need this other kind of um, license, the sync license. They're fighting. And then what Twitch does that I think is like really heinous and unacceptable is basically Twitch puts, like you said, cease and desist orders to a huge host of people who had been doing this for a long time and basically is like, we know you creators, you're just trying to make a buck. The mean record labels, they don't want you to be free, man. They're like Metallica suing their own fans, man. Like, we're like your friend. We're like our, like, we, we like, you know, um, we sponsor skateboarding and, and energy drinks and stuff. We're, we're, we're like, what up, fellow youths? It's this, these bad record labels that are cracking down on your ability to make a living. And a lot of people are making a living with this stuff. And saying, like, we know it's totally out of your control that any of this happened. Like, we're really sorry, but you have to take down all these files. And if there are second or third, I, I think it's either a two or three strike policy, we're going to shut down your channel. Yeah, and I mean, that you know, the, the crazy thing about it is that a lot of these gamers who, like, stream live, I mean, not only is this their bread and butter and, like, their complete income, but in a way, it also, like, not in a way, it is also what makes twitch is why people go to twitch it's for these reasons and so basically they're saying and then and so when they're sending out these sort of like cease and desist like they're basically saying that oh a vast majority have come from the dmca complaining and also from record labels objecting to streamers using their tracks and then saying like even if you're like streaming a game like grand theft auto or tony hawk or rock band which actually like you know, has music and soundtracks to it, they're saying, you know, this could be a problem as well. Well, I don't know. And that's another thing. Well, that's what they're saying. That, that's I, what that, that's one of the things that Twitch said. Well, so, so that's a fascinating thing. So there's a couple things there, right? Let's unpack this a little bit. First off, Twitch throws this problem to their user base. Right, yeah. Twitch definitely. basically says, and this is the classic, um, like, safe harbor stuff, right? Twitch basically, instead of saying, like, what you're saying is that, Twitch has, over the past decade, decade, really, created a brand name where people go to, like, play video games that either have music in them or often have music in the background, and that this is an integral part of Twitch as a vastly profitable company, 
and that Twitch has encouraged and probably has, no, we know, has creator programs to help, like, sculpt big Twitch stars and all this stuff. Like, Twitch is, then all of a sudden they get into a fight with the labels who, especially as Twitch has exploded during quarantine, it's because everyone's watching this, um, and the record labels are looking for new profit centers and are also kind of making a broader move on the mu- the usage of music and social media. As they do this, Twitch is like, and as they get into this fight, Twitch is all of a sudden like, whoa, 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 we are shocked, shocked to find out that there's get like copyright infringement happening on our platform that we've carefully constructed. Like, it's all of these like damn kids. We're going to send them takedown orders, which is what they did. And then they kind of, like, issue an apology to the users. They're like, oh, we're really sorry. This has gotten so crazy. Don't fuck up again. Um, it's the bad record labels that have done this to you. When, of course, that's insane. Yeah, it's Twitch not a- us. It's them, basically, is what they're yeah. saying. But that's a little suspect because then, as I mentioned early, earlier, they start doing some other things. And I don't know if if you want to bring this up yet, but I mean, like, they basically create a separate application of, like, a streaming software called, like, Twitch Soundtrack, which I guess, like, the best could be described as, like, a little, like, mini Spotify, I guess, within, like, the Twitch, like, world. It's very weird. So, basically, okay, so, yeah, so, in addition to kind of threatening their own users in an effort, as far as I can tell, to create a public backlash against the labels to try to influence this negotiation. They also drop another thing called Twitch Soundtrack. Which has music that's clear that you can play, that you can stream legally, no problems, while you are, like, playing, you know, live streaming, you know, whatever, Call of Duty or whatever. And they've made direct deals with a number of smaller publishers. It's, it's even weirder than that. It is not just a rights-cleared music library. It is a rights-cleared music library that allows you to live, in my understanding, it allows you to live stream the music, but then it takes that music off of when any you archive archived, it. when you archive it. Yeah. Which means that they're able to say they are just paying the performance royalty and don't need a sync. So to be clear, like, you know, the two hours I played a Call of Duty... Oh, by the way, I don't play Call of Duty, just to make that clear. But, like, the two hours, I, let's say, I should... Well, you could, there's nothing <laughs> wrong with it. Uh, okay, anyways. But, like, the two hours of, like, you know, whatever I played, you know, and recorded, like, yesterday, when I archive it on my Twitch page, whatever music was playing is now completely gone. And now it's just me blabbing on, sucking down 64-ounce energy drinks. Yeah. Shooting up so, tonight, guys. <laughs> and and then this is then there's a fight that's currently being like again, all of this gets to this like I love this because it literally when I say metaphysics, like I mean metaphysics. It's like we've made up an imaginary universe with rules, <laughs> and now we're gonna have these like detailed law arguments about like whether or not it is actually a new thing when you put these two things together, right? Like, the question is, are you actually, even if you're taking off the sound, in order to do that, are you creating a sync at an earlier point? <laughs> in which case, you would still need a sync license to do that. Right. And and then you're like, oh, man, how many angels can dance? You know, can can Jesus microwave a burrito so hot that he himself cannot eat it. Like, you're in full-on, 
metaphysics. So you and I aren't going to get into these like really detailed con- like law conversations about whether or not like Jesus can microwave a burrito so hot that he can't eat it himself. N- not at least here, not yet. But basically what we're saying is that it cracks open all these questions and all of us and it kind of like i guess pokes holes at like very archaic copyright law that wasn't created when uh live gaming platforms and the internet was around but then there's also like you know it 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 also i think and we'll get into this later reveals some possible workarounds that bigger corporations who don't want to pay these kind of all these royalties might start following and going down. Yeah. So, I mean, one of the things that we're starting to see, like you you mentioned is almost kind of as a, as a, as a side part of this new soundtrack uh, program on Twitch is you're having Twitch offer kind of partnership deals with independent digital distributors to get their artists on these fully cleared, uh, fully cleared, uh, I guess what you call it, programs, attributes, I don't know, uh, things like uh, onto soundtrack, <laughs> right? Which, as far as I can tell, is a little bit like, yo, indie artist, we'll give you a leg up. And probably you'll get more plays because there aren't that many artists on soundtrack. But at the other level, it's a little bit of like a like a, a digital strike breaking type of situation. Because yeah, yeah, you yeah, you and I were talking about this yesterday. So I mean, like some of the labels that are included like in this Twitch soundtrack that like basically Twitch has made a direct deal with are labels like Dimmac Records and like Nuclear Blast. And I don't, I, you know, if you don't know these labels, it's because they're like very indie, indie, indie independent labels, which at first, when I first read it and before I really dove into this, I'm like, oh, that's kind of like sick that they would like go and like find an indie label like that. And then I started thinking about it a little bit more and I got to thinking that, oh, like essentially Twitch is being like, listen, like why like go through Merlin when you can like, we'll make a direct deal and you'll make like way more money. Which is like, in a way, like you said, it's like strike breaking or like union busting almost in a way. So that like, you know, if these small labels want to like approach, you know, whether it be a Spotify or a Twitch or the government or whatever, like as a collective front, like essentially this could be something that could really sort of break that because it's like, well, why don't I just go do an individual deal with Jeff Bezos Twitch because like I'm making more whatever the deal is, I'm making more than like the bullshit pennies I'm getting from Spotify or wherever else. I actually almost think that like another way to look at it is to kind of flip that on its head, right? Where the real get here is sure it's good for the artists or these smaller people to sign and maybe they get more through these kind of deals. But it seems to me that the main get here is that having these kind of deals gives a company like Twitch or Amazon leverage when they're inevitably gonna come into some sort of negotiation with the major labels and with the publishers by saying like you don't actually have a lock you don't actually have you know we actually already have artists we can kind of get along with them so you have to tamp down your demands or maybe you have to give in more uh, to our demands And and I feel like that's ultimately like the the place I almost want to end up with, right? Which is that what blew my mind about diving into this like particular little rabbit hole here is how much legally speaking 
how much is genuinely up for grabs, right? Like, we've talked a lot of, uh, of times on the show that, like, there isn't, like, a necessarily, like, right way for these things to function. There's just who has the lawyers, who has the muscle, and who can kind of, like, write their defini- definition of the current power state of the industry, like, into law and into legal decisions. And it feels like we've bumped into just talking through this a whole bunch of these gray areas where one side probably seems like it's more right but honestly the laws weren't meant to cover this like even the uh when the games have soundtracks right like is this Mm -hmm. fair use of the soundtrack it's like i don't know tony hawk 3 when they made that game and they licensed those songs from those bands they were not anticipating it being streamed on the internet they just weren't I don't know what like what the legal fine print of that contract read like or the the user rights agreement that you have when you like buy a PlayStation 2 or whatever. Like all of that and and but the point is that like all of that's going to get decided and it's going to get decided probably not out in like the free air of the courts. It's going to be threatened lawsuits. It's going to be some backroom deals between a bunch of different players, all of whom are currently publicly kind of flexing and gesturing and maneuvering to try to get leverage over the other people, right? And that ends up crushing all the little like bugs that are the actual musicians. Um, yeah, I think as a, you know, as, the- as a great as a great uh, a great maybe way of like sort of. Uh, tying that all together, Future of Music tweeted. Uh, it's, it's, a, it's a great uh, Twitter account, which you should you should follow if you're interested in our show. Uh, you know, in regards to this, they tweeted um, when people are encouraged to direct all their ire at the DMCA, which is the Digital Millennium Copyright Act, which is who Twitch was blaming for the reasons of all these like cease and desist. The, yeah, the the in, like you can through the Digital Millennium Copy through the Digital Millennium Copyright Act, you can issue a take right and so that's so that's so to be clear Uh, like we haven't already been like that's what that's who twitch was basically blaming it on so so the tweet said basically or what yeah yeah. rather um when people are encouraged to direct all their ire the dmca uh or at the music biz it improves amazon's bargaining position in licensing negotiation in licensing negotiations and imperils congress's ability to achieve needed reforms that's not a good outcome for musicians and it's not a good outcome for audiences, including Twitch users and potential users of other innovative competitive platforms. Yeah. And, and I think that that's, I think that's exactly right. And for me, one of the things is that like it created again f- from this kind of like chicanery and spinning, they're creating a situation where, like I was saying, the individual bugs who are artists in this case, the big bug <laughs> that was Metallica getting squashed, which is what I brought our attention to this in the first place, but more generally, right? Like, what they're trying to do for everyone with a much smaller footprint than the biggest metal band probably of all time is that they're trying to play Twitch users off against musicians or labels and saying like, you two groups have interests that are not in common. Twitch users want to be able to stream music and not worry about it. Musicians want to get paid. And as a system's currently constituted, there's no way they both can have that. But like the point is, is that there is someone who could pay them both. It's Amazon. And Jeff fucking Bezos. <laughs> and Jeff Bezos. And the record labels yeah, too, record frankly. Labels, yeah, but right. like not even... And the record, but like compared to Jeff Bezos, everyone is small fry. The point is that the idea that 
Twitch isn't able to pay everyone is absurd. Yeah. And it's just like it's all posturing and it's all happening back room deals and like and I guess the thing that was a mixture of like fr- frustrating and exciting here was like this story it blew up online and a lot of people had a lot of well-earned anger directed at the wrong place and it's yeah. like the problem is like figuring out how to direct popular anger at the right places but it does feel like people got angry the way i'd love to see people get angry about this kind of stuff but then it's i mean intentionally like <laughs> thank you for listening to this podcast where we explained who you should be angry at but it took us a little while and it's hard to condense on twitter and i don't know what to do about that i mean ultimately like it's a it's a lawyer's world and we all live yeah, in it. yeah that's true that's the unfortunate truth uh we promised uh to have like less of a bummer 2021 but you know sometimes we got to bring a little bit of bummer into the situation but knowledge is power and so nephew we can explain it and you understand it you could also email us and you know We'll go ahead and like help you along as we can. Um, so just to be on one like final final uh, question that I wanted to offer you, like throw at you, and maybe it's like too big of a question, but how much of this is also just because the copyright system right now is just really archaic and fucking like a mess? I mean, wait, expand on that. How much of like this happening? I guess my my feeling is that like you know my very like general sentiment here is that the co- it's so complicated and it, there's so many different questions being asked with this situation as we've you know as we just we just asked ourselves like about like well if it's a live stream and if it's like you know all this like how much of that is just because like like it it would just be better if there was just like sort of like a simplification of like the actual laws and royalties that's a really good question um and i i I have i've got a kind of two responses right like one like yes the copyright system right now is really a mess yeah which makes it, and there's so much inertia and friction in so many ways that it makes it hard to understand, makes it hard for people to get paid. I mean, that was, we've talked a lot about the Music Modernization Act, and like some of that act was like very real, necessary rationalization of processes. And it was like, it wasn't even people trying to screw artists out of money. It was just, it was very difficult to get people paid. I feel like there's a line of discussion out there that the problem is the copyright law, and I struggle to see how a streamlined copyright law solves problems that seem to be based in the broader political economy of music, but I do think that they are, it would help some of this stuff. But the other thing is, I don't know, I've been reading recently, like for my for my doctoral research about kind of the elaboration of the performance royalty like the performance right as as part of the copyright as an idea at all throughout the 19th century and what's fascinating is how this has always been true copyright laws are always 50 to 100 years behind how things actually work and even when new ones get passed there it's always so complicated that major parts of the law are decided later by interested parties through a mixture of industry deals and court cases and at some level i feel like that's because what we're trying to do here is like nail jelly to a wall like (laughs) the way that art makes value in the world, it doesn't conform very easily to 
specific kinds of legal regulations. And so it, it's always a weird, messy fit, and it always creates problems, and it's always tied to technology, and that technology within a decade is already brought in. Like, sure, when they made Tony Hawk, they weren't imagining Twitch, but also when they signed these big agreements in like 1909, they weren't imagining the rise of movies. <laughs> like, these are all, like, Every 15 years, technology changes, and that's been true for at least 250 years. So, like, that just seems like kind of a given at this point. And so the, the copyright laws are always kind of a mess. Well, that, no, that's a good answer, and that gives us some good historical perspective that I think we can go ahead and tie a bow on this bonus episode. Yeah, please rate and review us, and we'll see you next week.